welcome to 10,000 Foot View Podcast, where you can find tools, ideas, and insights from some of the best performers from the field of business, art, sports, entertainment, coaching, neuroscience, and much more. That will give you the perspective you need to break through and unlock the next level in your mindset, creativity, business, and life. This is Monjyoti, the host of this podcast. I have an obsession for deep transformation. And I'm on a mission to help professionals and individuals unlock their true potential in life and business in a way that maximizes their overall sense of aliveness. Welcome to 10,000 Foot View Podcast. We have with us Carly Pepin. She's an international speaker and consultant with a specialized focus on human behavior. With a global reach, she delivers the message that regardless of one's background, occupation, or origin, every individual encounters personal and professional challenges stemming from their own perceived flaws. Carly emphasizes that the key to living a fulfilling life lies in how you utilize and transform these stories. Having devoted her life mastering the intricacies of human behavior, Carly empowers others to do the same. Through her expertise, she guides individuals in looking beyond the surface and delving into the core essence of their being. By uncovering and addressing the deeper issues that hinder personal growth, Carly enables her clients to design their lives with purpose rather than succumbing to a life dictated by duty. Carly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Well, let's dive in. I would like to know a little bit about, uh, um, you know, the patterns that blocks our inner voice. I think so many of us gets lost in the noise and it gets very foggy. And it gets very hard to identify which one is our inner voice and which one is is an external voice. And how do we sort of navigate through that? How do we uh, overcome it? Or how do we avoid it, probably? If you can throw some light on that. Yeah, so this is an inspiring one to dive into because when we can start to recognize the patterns and basically the language and get that feedback from ourselves, we can identify more quickly when we're starting to lose that inner voice, that inner vision. And that happens when we start to compare ourselves to the outside world. So for example, if you see someone in the outside world that you've admired, that you've put on a pedestal, that you perceive has something that you don't, all of a sudden you've put them above you and you're below them. And we're not meant to be below people or above people. We're just meant to be their equals. <laughs> so you've lost that perception of yourself. And as you put yourself below them, you start to doubt your own decisions, your own actions. And in that doubt, that's where the brain noise comes in. That noise comes in and you think you're confused. You have that lack of clarity because basically now you have this one or many people that you've compared yourself to, to such a degree, you've made them an authority that their voice is now in your head, right? And their voice is the one, that's why there's so much noise. What do I do? What do I do? Because there's all these other voices in your head and it's from all these other people that you made authorities. A great way to really catch it and identify it is to ask yourself like, 
check in on your language. Your language is going to be directly indicating if you have put yourself down in a sense. And the languages to check out on is, do I need to do this? Am I supposed to do this? Should I, right? So whenever we say I should, supposed to, need to, have to, must, got to, ought to, right? Those are all language that dictates that you are actually subordinating to one or many outside authorities. So a question that I love to ask myself, my clients is according to who? Right. And when I say according to who, usually your intuition, that inner voice is going to pull up at least one person <laughs> and that one person will come up. And that's the person that you've compared yourself to. That's the person that you've made an authority. And that's the first step to actually understanding and identifying it. So then you can then move forward and bring them back into a level playing field. Again, we're not meant to put them below us or above us. We just want them equal, like in our heart. Right. Just equal with us. And when we think about diving into this on a daily basis, like it's going to happen to us no matter what. It's not something that's avoidable. So for example, no matter where you are within your life or your career, like there's going to be one day that you wake up and you're really doing well in your life and your perception and you're accomplishing like really cool things and you're super stoked, right? And then you wake up two days later and you realize there's more you can do. Well, now there's more different people that you can compare yourself to. So as you kind of up-level yourself in your own evolution, it's to remember that each comparison you clear, you'll move up to the next scale. You'll compare yourself again. We clear those comparisons. You move up again, clear the comparisons, and we kind of just keep moving forward and moving on as we evolve. So it's not that we're going to get rid of it, but the quicker that we clear it, the more quickly and efficiently we can get back that inner voice, that inner vision, so we can move forward on our own unique path, in our own authentic way. And we have that certainty and clarity on what to do. Right. Um, so... I mean, the, the, the rationale behind uh, letting outside forces in is that they know more than me or he or she is an authority. So we need to change that rationale, the, the, the rationale that's underlying. Um, so what's a rationale? So how do what do I need to believe in for me to believe that my voice is the superior voice, my inner voice, whatever that looks like. That's that's what I should use to lead myself forward. So is there a particular rationale that I can um, embrace? Absolutely. It's a great question. And I like to move beyond beliefs, right? So an affirmation is trying to shift a belief, but it's shifting a belief by just saying something that you want to hear over and over again. However, I don't know if anyone's noticed, I know you have, that those affirmations aren't working to the degree that you want to. And the reason why is because as human beings, we require data, like solid mm. data. You are smart enough. Evidence. Yeah, internally, yes, yes. that your brain's like, I want evidence. <laughs> so when we think about shifting this perception to make sure that you see that you're the same authority that you're admiring on the outside, it's gathering the evidence, the data, and it's gathering the evidence and data from your own life. So for example, let's say that you have someone that you look at and you think they're an amazing entrepreneur, right? And one thing that you really admire within them is that they built a company from the ground up. 
you actually go in your life and see where you're building things from the ground up. And you look and you'll see from when you were a little kid all the way up until present day, you build things from the ground up. It might not be a company, but it will be in your own form. And this is the really important thing to know is because we've made someone an authority on the outside because we don't perceive we have what we or they do, but we do have it in our own unique form based on our priorities and our unique purpose. And when we start to acknowledge that by gathering the actual data, like said, evidence from your own life, guess what happens? You start to see where your unique genius lies. And the really beautiful part of this is that's like, um, I mean, I call it our superpower, but it's not really a superpower. It's just something that you're focused on every day. You've invested a lot of time and energy into, and because of that, you've gained a level of mastery in it. So if you actually went back and saw where you're doing all those things, you'd see that you're no different than this person that you're admiring. You're just doing it in a form that's more valuable to you. And honoring that part of you brings you a great level of gratitude and appreciation for who you are. It doesn't puff you up or make you proud, but it actually makes you grateful and humble for the life that you've created and what you've had. And again, it puts you on that equal playing ground because you realize they're no different than me. They just have a different set of priorities and a different life purpose. That's all. Right, 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 right. So I can look at someone who's built a comp who's built a company from ground up, and I can look at that. I can I can take those traits and then um, and then make that part of my 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 character, my personality, in my own unique way, in my own form, even though that form might not be fully developed yet it know, will be developed but if you spot it you yes, got it yes. to the same degree <laughs> that, that exactly and sometimes it's hard for us to believe in the beginning and i know some mm -hmm. people are like i don't have it and i'm like even you you're like i'm still building it no if you've spot it you've got it to the same degree in my workshops in my one-on-ones you don't get to walk out of there until you see that you have it to the same degree. I have certainty. <laughs> oh, so we spot it because we have it already. That's the reason we identify with that. Yes. Yes. Wow. We see it in the outside world because we already have it. And we're too humble to see it inside ourselves. So the questions basically bring that forward so we can bring, like I said, the data and the evidence. And when you have that certainty, your self-doubt goes away and true self-worth and confidence comes through because you're like, I'm not missing anything. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, we need to tap into that evidence. If I can look into someone else and I can see that, that means that's there in me. That's evidence for me to believe in my own potential. Yes. And then I have to do the work to find that inside me. Yes. And wow. And then find my own form, even though it might be messy, mm -hmm. you know, in the beginning, but that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. And when oh, we find yeah. that, evidence right that's what solidifies it because if i just tell you this like you might get excited and you might think it's cool and stuff but when i show you and that you see it yes. and you go through that's when you yes. feel it and you embody it so that's yes. why it's yes, like yes, it's yes, not yes, just yes. like listening to information and just like enjoying yes. it it's how yes. do we apply it so we can embody it because that's where the true self-worth true confidence comes forward and through and then that brain noise just completely dissipates because whatever that authority is, is now out of your head. And then you become the authority again and your inner voice comes through and things get very clear. Mm. 
Wow. And once you show them, that acts like a reference point for them to collect more and more evidence to believe in their own potential, right? Because the thing is, they if they don't see, then, you know, it might not count as an evidence. But if you show them over and over and over and over again, and it becomes a pattern, these are reference points for me to bank on. Yes. And to believe in my own potential. And my brain says, oh, yes, I have got it in me. Yeah, and it goes beyond believing because now you see it. It's tangible. You don't even have to believe anymore because you're like, I I know I have it. And and it's funny because we do. We have all these disowned parts within ourselves that we see on the outside. And it's like when you see it, you're like, I know I have it. I don't have to go out there and say a thousand affirmations every day or try to pat myself out the back or build up pride. Like, this is it. I have this. I can just apply it to what's most important to me, my priorities, my purpose. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Can we, can we, um, can you walk me through an example? For example, let's say, I think one of the most common things that people desire is uh, wealth, mm-hmm. to be rich, to be yeah. a multimillionaire, and things like that. And I identify that with someone else, you know. And but I think that I'm, I don't have it in me to become wealthy financially. So mm-hmm. I see, you know, I see someone else who's wealthy, who's accumulated a lot of wealth. And Mm -hmm. since I've identified that, it's inside me. Now, okay, now I've identified that I have it in me. Now what's the next Mm -hmm. step? How do I peel off the layers? Yeah, so when we think about wealth, right? Wealth is actually, the degree of wealth you have is also an indication of what your priorities and what your purpose is. So this is a great this is a great question because people around the world judge themselves for not having wealth to the degree that they think they should, they need to, they have to, right? And the reality is, is that wealth goes to those who value it the most. And if you look at individuals who are very wealthy, what have they done? They've created products and service for the masses and it's taken a lot of time and energy. Now, every person on this planet is investing time and energy in something, but it's not a business. So what do they invest time and energy in? Things that make them feel wealthier than a bank account. And so what people are discounting, they're putting physical wealth on a pedestal and they're infatuated with it. And they're putting their own unique form of wealth in the pit. Because if I went through their life and say, sometimes it's a family and I say, well, how much if I treated you like $100,000 for your kid, would you take it? <laughs> They'd probably say, no. <laughs> and I could keep going up and up. And some people, you know, I could get to maybe 10 million or something. Some people I could trade 100 million. And some people would say, my child is priceless. I would never trade anything for my child. And it's funny because I have a billionaire and that billionaire, you know, that money is more important to them than their family. Because oftentimes, what do we see? They're investing more time and energy in their business and making money than their family. But these other individuals have invested more time and energy in their family because that brings them more internal wealth. When you could acknowledge that you actually are a billionaire, but your billions are are basically separated into what's most important to you, then all of a sudden you feel that great wealth, right? And when we, what we become grateful for, we can attract more of. So remember that as well. And it's funny too, because like, you know, a lot of people who listen to podcasts, they have a high value on learning, 
They love learning. And so probably if I looked at individuals who love listening to podcasts and consuming information, I could look at their computers, their bookshelves, and they have a great wealth of knowledge. And we say wealth of knowledge, but we forget that that's a dollar amount. And if I ask, like, would you trade? How much would you trade? Like, how much money would you take if I actually took that away? And if you put a price tag on it, you'll realize you are a billionaire in your own form. So it's really cool. Like, you can own... being that billionaire, you just have it in your life purpose. And the reason why it's valuable to access that as well, right? Also, we, my husband and I, I say we a lot when I say we, it's my husband and I, we do workshops together. Um, so we also have a workshop where we help you to shift your values, your priorities, to link your life purpose to actually creating wealth and money off of the things that you're uniquely focused on already, right? So part of finding out where you have that wealth will show me what you concentrate on most, what you focus on most, what you have the most mastery in. And then the cool thing is we get to ask that question because you're spending so much time and energy on this already. <laughs> where in the world do people require that product or service and how can you create a business out of it? You know, and then all of a sudden what you love to do naturally every day anyways can also align with something that can create products and service for people. And the more people you serve, the more wealth you can create. Like it's, it's quite inspiring. You know, that's it. That's it. You want to create great wealth is like, find, find out how you can serve people. It's quite inspiring. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. You are already creating wealth Yes. in your own unique way. You are already a billionaire because uh, wealth is this big spectrum. It's not just financial wealth. And you all already are creating wealth, um, probably things that are priceless, like family, uh, your hobbies, your passion, your friends and things that you like to do. That's already wealth creation. And you might be uniquely creating those kinds of wealth much more than the financial wealth that someone else might be creating, right? Mm And -hmm. Yeah. so, yeah, tapping into your natural wealth creation process, that's, that's, that's the first step. And second step you mentioned is what are you already doing naturally, like effortlessly by being you, Yeah. you know, And this is, using that, yeah, yes. this is beautiful. I have a client right now I'm working with. She is masterful at connections. She's masterful. She's amazing at connecting people. Um, she's brilliant with it, brilliant. And so we're working together to create a business specifically around creating income on these connections. You know, it's like, how does she create income by connecting people? You know, and Wow. it's really cool because she's just, she's masterful at it. So it's as opposed to being like, okay, these connections have been great. And she has just the network and resources she has with people is massive that she's built over decades. Now, this is just sitting there and that's her wealth. And she just didn't have a high enough priority and value on being able to actually put that into a business before. So as we went through and we found where her wealth was, it's like, okay, well, how do we create this into a business, which also simultaneously coincides with something that she's inspired to do. This is the cool part about it as well, is when you find out where your wealth is, it's simultaneously something you're inspired to wake up and do every day. And so now it's like, great, let's get you paid to do what you naturally love to do. Like that's part of the cool thing too, because that's inspiring. And when you're doing something that fuels you with inspiration, you Absolutely. don't need motivation. 
You know, you're already doing it anyways. Every day, nobody Yes. has to motivate you to do the things that you love to do. If you can create that product service, find people who align with what that you're offering, you know, then you actually get to wake up inspired to do what you do daily. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I see this process as, uh, you know, shifting from compartment based thinking, like I want that thing, that thing, that thing to a broader spectrum. Like if, if I'm talking about somebody being wealthy financially, I have to switch to a broader spectrum of wealth, and then switch to authenticity, what I naturally do already. And because I've switched to a broader spectrum of wealth, I can tap into gratitude and inspiration along with authenticity. And though that's, that's the foundational building block for me to actually start creating financial wealth if I want to, uh, or, or whichever direction I want to, if I want to go in, in a particular direction, in a particular compartment. But before that, I have to tap into the broad, broad spectrum. And I think, I think the issue lies in compartmentalizing things. Oh, finance, he's financially wealthy. I'm not. Yes. Oh, he, he's good at socializing. I'm not. <laughs> yes, That's compartmentalizing. that's perfect. Yes. I'm, I'm discounting so much of the stuff that I already do. Yes. Since I do them probably effortlessly, I discount that. But that does not mean that they are not valuable. Absolutely. We have to reconnect to all of those things. Wow. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's so interesting. Um, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for listening to this episode of 10,000 Foot View Podcast. I want to congratulate you for honoring yourself by standing out and investing in your personal growth and taking this step towards your next breakthrough. I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Do check out the show notes on the description for the details of the show along with links and offers. It would mean a world to me if you could leave a review about this episode in Apple. Before I head off, I want to remind you that you are extremely special and you have gifts and talents that you can use to unleash your best version and you are just one perspective away from unlocking your next level. I believe in you. 